What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night. I was about to say Wednesday. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter networks. If you're on Facebook and YouTube, drop a like, drop a comment. We'll be here. We have a ton to talk about from the Steelers game. If you're on Twitter, retweet. And if you do want to drop a comment, come over to Facebook and YouTube. And if you did miss this episode, you can always rewatch it. And if you prefer the podcast version, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast, just type in Built on Buffalo Podcast Network. Lance, how we doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Fresh off a nice day out in the community yesterday. And uh, just thankful to be involved with uh, Stevie Johnson and Kair Elam for the back-to-school supply uh, collection that we had yesterday at Delaware North in the Westin Buffalo. So uh, it was was a great time. And I think that uh, we got a packed show here, so I'm excited to get going. We have a packed show. We have a ton of topics. But before we do that, who are we sponsoring? The Bills. Yeah. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is sponsoring the Buffalo Blitz here. If you if you log in and sign up with promo code blitz b l i t z you will get a deposit match up to $100 and right now going on best ball mania 4 the largest fantasy football contest ever with 15 million total prizes and 3 million to first place with a $25 entry you can get your shot at those prizes so go ahead sign up promo code blitz you know what deposit 25 bucks you get a bonus 25 bucks for signing up. You get two entries in to Best Ball Mania 4. So go ahead, log on to Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app out there right now. And guys, if you're in the comments section, Chris already in the comment section at 707. So Chris was ready about an hour before you and I were ready. Late for him. Uh, Usually he's around six o'clock or so. So that's good. So yeah, guys, and hi, hi. Lance's mom, Lance's mom in the in the comment section as always. So if you guys are in the comment section on YouTube and Facebook, we appreciate it. Speak your opinion. I know we I got a lot of Twitter mentions over the last couple of days of people not happy, not with what me. What are you doing out there? What are you doing out there with those guys? The tweets. Just, just people being mad at me. Just I don't know. Saying everyone to take a. Take if a you have breath. an opinion, you are subject to pissing yeah. someone off. Apparently, so that's, that's the way it works in today's world, right? Piss it off. So. Before let's, you know what? I'll actually, you know what? I'm gonna throw you for uh, a loop. Before we get to some of the topics, we're gonna talk about middle linebacker. We're gonna talk about the offensive line. We're gonna talk about some of the positives. We're gonna be talking about previewing the Bears game. We got cut down day and everything else. But I want, I want to talk about the topic, the title of tonight's show, the concerns. Should we be concerned? So, Lance, I'm gonna start with you. How concerned should Bills fans, Bills Mafia, be after the disappointing preseason gaming at the Steelers over the weekend. I don't think you should be concerned at all. I think you should be disappointed in some individuals performances, such as a Deion Dawkins just getting ran around. Um, you know, Spencer Brown uh, did his thing, but he had to hold a couple plays just in order for Josh Allen not to get smacked. I mean, Josh Allen having to run in a preseason game because he didn't know what else to do with the ball. Um, and you saw his indecisiveness, like, ah, I know this is preseason. I shouldn't be doing this, but um, so it, it's a disappointing uh, uh, you know, game that we saw there for the, from the starters, uh, from some some of the starters, and some of the starters were really good. I mean, we didn't we haven't had to mention anything really about the interior offensive line at all. So you have Osiris Swarns playing really well. You have Mitch Morse and Connor McGovern playing pretty well. So yeah, the edges, you know, 
the the thing I want to say about the offense as a whole and, and the offensive line and things is don't be too concerned because we're just running base formations. We're not getting too creative with motions or pre-snap motions or or any sort of thing like that. So I was talking with some folks on Twitter today as well, or X, however you want to call it, and saying that, look, these guys are not running the formations that they're going to run in the season. So yeah, some of their guys are put on an island and they lost some of those matchups against really talented defensive line from the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? So I wouldn't be uh, worried or concerned, but definitely I can understand if you're disappointed in some of the efforts we saw out there from the tackles on offense and maybe the defensive line didn't really get um, pressure as much as you would like. But again, we're not running any stunts, any games. We're not game planning. We don't have all of our normal formations out there that is, you know, ultimately going to confuse offensive lines and things like that. So, so I wouldn't be concerned, you know, if, if you're a little bit disappointed in somebody, some of these things, uh, John Robert coming in with too many penalties, exactly those kind of things, that stuff I would be disappointed in, but I'm not going to be concerned in it. So what do you think about how, as far as being concerned and how you saw the game, um, when, especially when the starters were in on Saturday? Well, like you watched out the first couple of series, mainly when the starters were in, and, and I was like, I was a little annoyed, right? Like they, they clearly mm-hmm. didn't show up. It was like one of those type of things where you kind of felt like they just didn't want to be there. They just didn't right. show up. They were very vanilla in their, I think, play calling, especially on offense. They're very vanilla. They weren't running uh, crazy different plays and uh, or different uh, sets and different plays. You didn't see anything like special, which I get. You don't want to do that in a preseason. I'm right. I, I'm more with you where I'm a little disappointed in some of the some some key players that are going to be important. I'm not going to sit here and bang on the drum of like the defense is going to stink this year or right. oh man the offense is going to struggle for 17 games. No, they're, they're too talented on both sides of the ball to struggle or be bad for 17 games. That's not going to happen. Right. But there I agree with you Lance, where there's some players where I'm like I'm kind of concerned about or not concerned I'm kind of like, kind of like, okay, that wasn't great. Expensive Brown. And some, this is right. a guy we've talked about. And he's actually had a pretty good camp from what people have told us that are at camp or that are at practice every day. Deion Dawkins didn't look great. Um, that was kind of annoying, I, I would say. But I agree. Like, Lance, we haven't talked about the interior alignment like on Twitter. Like, have you ever seen anybody talk about McGovern more sports? That's a good thing. People don't talk about off- offensive alignment when they're when they're doing their job like you're never gonna watch a game and be like you know what Torrance had a great game you're gonna re-watch the game like Torrance had a great game you're gonna notice if Torrance is having a bad day you're gonna notice that really quick but those three guys were were good they did their job I think Dawkins he struggled and Spencer Brown struggled so you have that and then I'm not gonna like like lose my mind about that who Jalen Warren touchdown run from Pittsburgh and people saying like Jordan Porter's yeah. is like I'm not doing that. I'm not saying like, I'm not doing that. It's like it's preseason football. I think people. It was need- one play. He's it's- he's rusty. He hasn't played in a while, and and he took a bad angle. He's gonna you know it's gonna happen. Not- Even if it happens again in the regular season, so what? It's a one it's a one year. play deal. It happens. Nobody's Dalvin gonna be Cook. perfect. We're all human. So you know it's just it is a football play. You know, Dalvin Cook did that against against us. Like it happens. Football plays happen. Like. I'm not going to sit here after the second week of the preseason when they lost by it was like 12 points. Like I'm not going to be like, oh my god! Like how many times did you go on Twitter on Saturday night into Sunday morning and see 
Sean McDermott should be fired. Like, I, like people lost their mind acting like the Bills blew a fifty-point lead in the AFC Championship. It was like yeah. it was it was, and I had to get off Twitter. I even I think I texted you. I was like, you did. You know, some people in our Bill and Buffalo, which I'm not going to name names, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I'm like, I'm just not going to sit through this negativity. You can be negative, but there has to be a point where you're just too negative and you're just nitpicking stuff to nitpick stuff right. because you know it's going to get do traction on Twitter. And I told everyone, like, the Texans went 3-0 and in preseason last year. The yeah. Texans were terrible. They, they had the second pick in the draft. Like, yeah. I, I like I like this comment here. I just wanted to pull up real quick. And Gregory's actually absolutely right. It, it looks terrible, but but again, no, I'm there's not no need great. to be concerned about it. Yeah, it's just there's, there's you're disappointed that they came out and didn't slap the Steelers around the field because you figured, you know, with this talented roster, you know, they could go out and dominate, and they just didn't. Now, look, the Steelers are getting paid to play that game too, guys. Like, especially with that defense. Um, the defensive line, the Steelers' defense overall. I mean, they're still pretty darn good. Um, nice. So they, they've got a bunch of ballers there, and I think that you got to realize that that that's you know a good team too. And and I know that Warren's not uh, Delvin Cook or anything, but but look, he's getting paid too, and he's trying to make his plays. And he got he got Jordan off balance, and he got him. And that's just is what it is, man. Also, like this is unrelated to the Bills, but like that AFC North, that's a that's a, that's a tougher division than the AFC East, in my opinion. I might pick Baltimore this year. I don't know. I, don't I like know. Baltimore I a lot. Like I think Pittsburgh, if they can get a consistent play out of Kenny, I'm not going to go be like they can win the division, but they're like if they can get consistent play out of Kenny Pickett and they can get a run game going, they have they have some weapons in Pickens, Deontay Johnson. They have the defense. The secondary is a question mark, but they have that pass rush. They're not going to be an easy uh, week in and week out. They have Mike Tomlin, who's one of the best coaches in football. Um, yeah, is he's right. And I do agree with uh, Gregory, who said it does look bad, though. Yeah, there's a difference between saying you're concerned. I didn't sit there and be like, oh, this is great. No, it was terrible. But there's a difference yeah. between saying, some, oh, this isn't good, or I didn't like this, being like, right. oh, my God, the world's ending. Because it was not. Josh Allen looked good. He was 7 for yep. 10, 64 yards. And 30-something of those yards they could have been added on, was neg- neglated, uh, was uh, holding. If that holding doesn't happen, and I get it, it happened, and it can't happen, those those plays are the plays where that that that's unacceptable when you have those big plays and they get called mm-hmm. back. That doesn't happen. Josh Allen probably throws over 100 yards. They probably score a touch. Like, it's, it's a little different. I'm not saying that's where you want to stand on it, but it's just like I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be waking up on or tomorrow morning and be like, I'm still concerned. It's, it's preseason. And even if they lay an egg on Saturday, and we're gonna to get to it towards the end about about should they play their starters on Saturday Saturday game right? Thank you, yes, sir. So, well, Saturday know. matinee. It's the bear, like would you? I don't know. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that eventually. Um, you know what I'm really concerned about is my Madden game right now. I just turned on. I just bought the um, subscription to be able to play online for Madden 24, and I got absolutely smoked. I think uh, it was 63 to 16 or something. I went I went for two every time because I didn't score very much, but I absolutely got hammered. I could not do anything on offense. I actually I threw for over 300 yards, but it was just it was a rough day. Are you on PS4? Or are you on Xbox? PS5. 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 Yep. Oh, okay. You want to send me a PS5? It's cross, it's cross platform, so you can play anybody. I have PS4. I have a PS4. There you go. I just haven't ponied up for the PS5 yet. So if I, I gotta get when I when Izzy sent this comment and I just had it, I just. He said it's preseason, relax. And I was like, you know what? I can't relax on my Madden game, though, is because I am just. Did you game plan for the Madden game, though? Ah, man, I tried to, and it did not work at all. It doesn't look like it. 
I got to get some lessons from these guys. We got we got a lot of good Madden players in built-in Buffalo. I got to see if someone wants to hook me up. I'm below average. I'm I'm I'll, I'll put, I'm good in FIFA or now it's not FIFA anymore. Whatever it's going to be called. Is it and not? No, it's this the new one's called FC24. Really? Okay. Um, it's not a thing anymore. They're not doing or FIFA still a thing, but it's not the video game anymore. And then I'm good at MLB the Show. Yeah, Izzy's good at Izzy's good at Madden. Izzy's good at Madden. I think Izzy would kick the crap out of me in Madden. Yeah, I gotta get him on there so he can just coach me up a little bit. I think Izzy should just. I know we do the stream for. I know uh, Bill's chat does a little Madden thing, but I want to see Izzy do it, just commentate it. Because I think yeah, Izzy. You guys didn't see Bill's chat out there doing their thing with, Madden, with Stokes and and Josh. I think you guys should check that out because mm-hmm. they absolutely Josh absolutely dogged Stokes. It was the funniest thing he put up there on uh, Twitter. You can go see their recap of that, but that was pretty cool. It was. Gregory's saying we can't play like this week one. Yeah, yeah, of course we can't. Like that's you're gonna lose. <laughs> you can't play like this most weeks in the NFL and expect to win. But the good thing is it was preseason. So let's get to we'll get off the concern topic here and we'll get to some more of the like Lance mentioned, more of the potential things we could be worried about or key positions. So we're gonna start with one of the hot topics these last couple of days. That's gonna be the middle linebacker issue. So Lance. How big of an issue is this current situation the Bills are doing dealing with at the middle linebacker position? It's another situation where I'm not super concerned. I'm just disappointed that it's not like locked down right now. That we should have like easily a middle linebacker here going into our third preseason game and have some clarity, and we just don't. And it's a little bit disappointing. I mean, we have um, Ter- Terrell Bernard who did get hurt and. Could have been a major factor, and we could be not talking about this right now if Bernard didn't get hurt. But the fact is, he did, and we only have um, really Dodson and Specter to rely on. Now we did sign um, Deshaun White from Oklahoma. Uh, that's basically an undrafted free agent signing. Um, but you know, I don't think he's going to come in and be our starting middle linebacker anytime soon. So it's just for me, I don't think because I think it's the least. As long as they can call the plays, the play on the field and things is probably the least important or least of my worries, because as long as the defensive line is getting home, as long as, you know, we have our other coverage guys, that middle linebacker spot really just needs to be able to call the defense. And sure, if he breaks down, that's going to cost us, uh, I'm sure. But like we have such a good group around the middle linebacker that we can do some different things to kind of mask if if he's not up to snuff, whoever ends up being there week one. Terrell Bernard was gonna be the starting middle linebacker. Yeah. I have that like that I think I think a lot of people have come to terms with that. And I didn't see that coming <laughs> coming into this summer that like Terrell Bernard was gonna be the starter at middle linebacker. He, there's still a chance he's back for week one. Like it's not like set in stone. I know he has to deal with the hamstring injury, but he was doing work on the side today. He's day to day, right? So it's any yeah, at any he, point he can come back. He looked to be moving pretty well uh, today. I don't know. Like I'm not a doctor, but he looked at he doing all. What are those things called? You know when you run between the the ladder, the ladder drill. Thank you, man. That was then. That, that sounded really stupid there. But he's doing the ladder journey. It, it seemed like he was moving pretty well. I'm not no doctor. I'm not no like. I'm not team guy. I'm not one of those people. So I don't know, but he seemed to be moving pretty well. There's an issue. I, I, I don't I, the one. I agree with you, Lance. The problem is I don't think it was fully addressed this offseason. That's what I'm annoyed about. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to repeat what you just said. Yeah. But there were options out there, like the Bobby Wagner's of the world, the Deion Joneses of the world. There was, 
I had another name in my head, but there was a couple options out there where you like they could have they could have pulled the trigger. And you know what annoys me? I'm a huge Dorian Williams guy. I would have gave him a shot at middle linebacker this summer. I I think it was a mistake that they didn't. I think they needed to give him a shot at middle linebacker this summer. And it's a little too late right now to, I think, thrust him in at this point at, for week one. So I, I'm, I I just wish Terrell Bernard didn't get injured because I think we it would be a little more clarity and a little, I think, a little more confidence in the middle linebacker position because I think Terrell Bernard, Levant, thank you, Levante David was the name. Uh, Rashawn Evans is still on the market. He's still on the market. So I know they brought in Deshaun White, and I put the Twitter out, a tweet out about, like, his strengths, and everyone's like, so then why wasn't he signed two months ago? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's an undrafted free agent. Like, I don't know. He probably He's probably not going to make the roster. I'm just annoyed that it, they didn't really address it, and they haven't really – like the Dorian Williams pick was a, a little iffy if they're not going to play him in the middle linebacker. And I'm a huge Dorian Williams guy. Lance, also another thing that I think I've come to terms with, and I think you would agree with me. We haven't talked – I don't think we've talked about this. Jack Campbell was the guy for the Bills at 26. He was. He was the I guy. Said, I, I was saying that the whole time. Yeah. I said as soon he as they can the go get him, that's the guy they get. That no, and and I didn't care about reaching. I didn't care, but that was it. Was and the, and it just guy. didn't come to be. And went, that's what we what did. Eighteen to the lines, nineteen to the lines, around that number, right? Would you say? Then that was eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. So he went early. The Bills picked at twenty six. They moved twenty. Yeah, they twenty eight. They picked that right, and they moved up to. 26. They moved to twenty three to. Kincaid, yeah, right? they got Kincaid. I thought they moved from 28 to 26. No, they were at 26, I thought. That eh, doesn't matter. You, you, that's not – no, yeah. that doesn't matter. But Kincaid was the luxury, and I think Kincaid's going to be a monster. Like the two plays you saw him, and we'll get to the, some of the positives, and you might be under that positive. Jack Campbell was the guy, Lance. 25th pick, they, they took him overall. Okay, so we, we moved up from 28 then, right? Okay, so yep. – but. Jack Campbell was the guy. And obviously the situation would be a little different, but then you would have people clamoring, we need more weapons. 27 to Thank you. But you know what I mean? Like Lance, you would have the other group of people. We need more weapons. What bothers me, they have full confidence of Bernard, and then why did they draft Williams? I don't think they did. They didn't when the draft, when the draft was going on, they had no idea. Bernard was still a backup to Matt Milano or in a 4-3 scheme. He was the opposite linebacker. But what happened was, is that, you know, the draft didn't play out like they maybe had planned at middle linebacker. Um, Cause you also have to remember, and maybe you don't, and that's okay. But I remember because I woke my whole family up screaming when they, when the Ravens, I think it was took Trenton Simpson, like a pick or two before the Bills the were up to pick. And then we had to pick Dorian Williams and I was fuming. And I, if we get Trenton Simpson, we're not having this conversation, but it is what it is. The chips fall where they are. And I think that, um, you know, like I said, the middle linebacker position is not going to be a conversation I'm having once they're game planning. They're going to the same thing with the offense. And this is kind of what um, DF is saying here. Yes, this uh, if you didn't if you didn't hear us earlier, DF, I was kind of saying the same thing is that, you know. They just ran base formations, they didn't cover Brown. They didn't cover the tackles with tight ends much. They didn't scheme or game plan towards any one blocker. They put them out there on an Island and let them sink or swim. And they sank like a rock, but 
the problem is um is that oh no sarah so sarah's coming again no he they have confidence in him now but during the draft i don't think they had as much confidence in him um because i think they were looking to see what they could get in the draft now since they didn't get much they gave him the opportunity and quite honestly he's blown me away he's blown our expectations out of the water i think this preseason um until he got hurt so i i don't think that you know they they have confidence in him now i'm just saying i don't think they had that much confidence in yeah. him during the draft process um and but maybe they did and and maybe i'm completely wrong but i think that but right now i have a bunch of confidence in trail bernard now that i didn't have before and i think that if he can come back, he can solidify the middle linebacker position. I'd rather have him out there than Terrell Dodson at this point. I just feel like Dodson hasn't really, you know, or AJ Klein he come in and and really take that spot. And he never he didn't really do that. You know, it's the same kind of thing we're waiting for with Kyrie Elam at the cornerback position. Is we're waiting somebody has to come in and just take that spot. But the guy that's doing it is Dane Jackson, and nobody's nobody's want to. Um, you know, nobody wants us to hear that. So it's tough. I mean, I think that, um, but the, the, the real question was here is how big of an issue is it? I just don't think with game planning and formations and scheme that you're going to see a big, um, drop off because of our middle linebacker position. It's one position out of the whole defense. That's why it's a team game. If one guy isn't the greatest, in passing game or whatever it may be, they're going to scheme to cover up that deficiency. So that's what I think. The one thing that annoys me and Roy mentioned above about free angel linebackers is that they didn't bring an adequate backup yes, or veteran presence. Like if you were Terrell Bernard and I'm okay with that, if that was the guy and I'm still okay with that, I just don't like Terrell Dodson to be Tyrell Dodson, Terrell, Tyrell, Tyrell Dodson. Dodson. Yeah, thank you, Tyrell Dodson, to be like the veteran backup. I think there were better options out there, and that kind of annoys me. Like, I think, like, you you relied on Dodson to be like, well, if Bernard doesn't work, then we're going to Dodson. I, I don't like that. Like, uh, that's, I don't think that's a good idea. And that, that's what kind of concerned me. And that's what con still concerns me to this day. Exactly. We, we, we compromised our depth at that position a hundred percent. We didn't bring in and someone not, who we could just say, okay, this guy's going to roll out there. If nobody else is going to step up. That's not and good. And, and they don't, guy. and they didn't move Doran Williams to middle linebacker, which also right. messes up the depth right there because He's not been practicing at middle linebacker for what we've known yeah. this offseason. And well, basically just but what they did do is they switched and put Bernard in at middle linebacker because Bernard was also gonna be sort of Milano's backup. And then instead of switching Dorian Williams to middle, they switched Bernard. So it's six one, half dozen the other, you know. I defended that Dorian Williams pick, and you know I was I've defended that. It's just still it's just still now it's I'm I kind of look more of like an idiot defending it as much. Uh yeah, I don't think I it's think, that. I don't think it's that bad. I think it is though. I I think that you know, really? I think they're equal. You know I just don't. I don't think either of them are that bad. I think we could get by with those if we had. Would you, so would anyway. you? Right, I'm gonna ask you a question because Rory's always bringing in knowledge here. Would you rather have Dodson start a middle linebacker or Questenberry start a right tackle? Well, I guess who else is starting at? Okay, who so else if, is starting instead? So if. Spencer Brown would be the right tackle of Dotson's the middle linebacker. 
And then if Questenberry is the right tackle, Bernard would be the starting middle linebacker. I'd take Bernard and Questenberry. Over Dodson and Brown. Yes. Rap, you might be right. Damn it, Spencer Because Brown, Brown uh, Brandon Damn Thorne Brown. On, uh, from Trench Warfare put some stuff out today too um, on X. And it's absolutely right. You see him getting caught off balance. I was, I've been saying this all preseason Brown? really is Spencer Brown is getting yeah. caught in the middle of his backs in the middle of his set. And he's not, his feet are not planted on the ground when they make contact. And it's just like, he's trying to absorb a blow from the defender rather than deliver one. And that's where he's losing a lot. DF forever is right. I think coaching is more confidence in our right tackle and inside linebacker position than the general fan. Sarah, no. Questenberry, no, no, no. No, no. We're no. saying if we if we can have Terrell Bernard as the middle linebacker over Dodson, then we would sacrifice having Questenberry over Spencer Brown. It was one of those stupid like first take questions. You had to so choose gun to your head I pulled a Stephen, I pulled a Stephen A. Smith. I asked a question. The guy with all the sources. The guy with no, I think I have as many sources as Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. As he disagrees. Hey, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm saying I, I don't think it's not, it's not Spencer it's not, Brown not. is really good. And <laughs> I don't think it matters if you put Questenberry over him. Spencer Brown had a grade of five overall last year, I believe. So like he's really bad, guys. Like he's not very good. He's athletic and he's young and all this stuff, but he's just not been playing well. And he has the potential, I get it, but he's just not putting it together. He continuously gets knocked off his spot. He's not <laughs> delivering the blows to keep Josh Allen upright anyway. So I think that it's not, what are we talking about here? It's the, the, Either way, they're both terrible at their job, and they're going to need to use formations, pre-snap motion, and chips with the tight ends to help yeah. those guys, no matter think, who's there. Ready? I think Spencer Brown has a better year than people think this year. I hope so. I hope I'm, so. I'm not saying he's going to have a pro year or pro. Well, yeah, we, if he excels, this team is different than it. But this is going to segue right into it. Keep the comments coming, people. I, I like everyone's opinion, and I asked for that in the beginning because everyone likes their opinion. Yeah, so absolutely. Is, I love it. I just want to. I just want to say, don't get too excited because, like, my opinion is different than yours. I'm just looking at it from, you know, I don't think that it's much difference when Spencer Brown's having to hold anyway. And he's jumping off sides every other play. Oh, the penalties are brutal. I, I can I'm not saying I can live with him getting beat because I can't. The penalties are brutal. The penalties are brutal. Get the old man Peters. Yeah, Jason oh. Peters is out there. Maybe I guess and now now apparently Kyle Brandt's a uh, Jets fan this year, apparently. So he's saying that um uh Jason well, Peters Jets, might go and play for the Jets. You know what? I, I think the Patriots are the worst team. In the AFC East, they have the best offensive line in the AFC East by a mile. The Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills offensive line collectively is not great. It's crazy. Like the three, like those are like the Jets' line's worse than us. The Jets have no tackles. Like no. Yeah, I want to. I want to highlight this real quick before we move too far past the middle linebacker conversation. Oh, yeah. This is exactly why I don't think middle linebacker. Is necessarily going to matter because if you have Milano there and then Taylor Rapp on the field yes. to play that three safety look, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's I agree. that's a solution uh, that we have. And that's the way, but we're not going to show that right now. Why would we? We'd be done to show that. But yeah, going back to the O line, the Jets have no tackles. The Jets have no tackles. Who's the Dolphins? 
uh, tackle that just got injured? Armstead? Here's Roy. This you rely on on us, brother. That's what we're here for. Is uh, you know, and I'm I'm seeing all 22 film from you know I'm subscribed to the trench warfare. I'm into the offensive and defensive lines, so I'm I'm getting really into a lot of the guys who are putting out this film from the all 22 look. And and Brandon Thorne's a great follow on X or Twitter if you're on there. Go follow Brandon Thorne, and you'll see those looks where you can actually see his technique and see him getting beat and the way he's getting beat, and he highlights it all that. So. Armstead, thank you. That's who it was. Um, but yeah, go O lineman. So the the Bills O line is not great, but neither is the Jets, and neither the Jets O line is terrible. It's worse than ours, and neither is the Dolphins. Patriots have a very good offensive line, but they got Mac Jones behind there. So, so Lance, we kind of touched on this. Do you want to talk about the depth of the offensive line, or do you want to move to some positive talk? I always want to talk about the offensive line every day. So, I'm just I've got the roster. I was just pulling this up. So. Mm. We have, like I said, we have a very solid interior. We haven't talked about it. We haven't even really talked about having the Bates versus Torrance debate because Torrance has played so well. We're all basically thinking that he can slide there and, and be fine as a rookie. Good. And, then, and then we have, um, you know, we have Bates as the swing guy. So I think that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I'm not too concerned about the interior. What I'm well, concerned about is the edges. Now, what makes me less concerned is that once we get to the season, we're going to be able to show a lot more with formations, with, um, like I said, pre-snap motion and those kind of things. So I'm, I'm not going to be as worried when, um, when push comes to shove, because we're not going to have to worry about um, some of these things. We're not going to have to worry about, you know, being one-on-one, being uncovered on the edge and that kind of thing. We're just not going to have to worry about it. So what are your thoughts on Ryan Bates at right tackle? I, I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't they, seen it well, enough to have an he, opinion on it. They said yeah. he could do it. Like they don't want him to do it. You're telling me we can't give him a couple reps, like some reps in practice, Like that's, that, that's, that's not the worst option I've like ever heard of. If you're going to lose, if he's not going to play and again, he's the swing tackle. Or a swing offensive lineman because he can play left guard, right guard, and he also can play center. But if he's better than Brown, like that, is that I'm not saying he is, but I think people have talked about it. I mean, Dermot did talk about it. They said like that's an option. They don't want to go down that road. Right. So and I see some of the comments coming in that like, yeah, we know that you know, not everyone has um we know that not everyone has won every single rep they've had. So I get it, like they've you know, had people lose reps and things like that. And that's oh, all yeah. good. Okay. And, and this is actually really good. I'm actually a really big fan, Roy, of this Vandemark kid. I think I when I saw him play uh, live at the uh, preseason game here in Buffalo, I really liked what I saw from him. And now, like I said, everyone's going to lose reps. We're all human. Nobody's going to win every rep they're out there. But I think the consistency of, of losing – um, from the tackles that we saw was a little bit, it wasn't just one play from the tackles. They, you know, they got burnt a few times. And one of it, one of them was like the backup defense, you know, third stringer or fourth, you know, third or fourth defensive end from the Steelers. So if it's TJ, then yeah, it's fine. I think that TJ Watt can burn any tackle in the league. That's why he's so good, but it wasn't TJ Watt. It was, uh, whoever they gold Marcus golden. So, so. Yeah, let me put my headphones on real quick because I think the echo is coming through my speaker. So go ahead, Peter. I didn't even hear it. Uh, 
But I'm not look, I see uh, a couple of the comments talking about my thing on Bates. I'm not saying that. Am I still echoing? Am I echoing? Man, I'm not saying that Bates is inadequate right tackle, but I'm just saying what I heard from Sean McDermott, who mentioned that he could potentially play right tackle if they needed to, and that it's not the end of the world. Thank you, DF. It's not the end of the world that if you give Ryan Bates a couple reps in practice at right tackle. Just just throwing it out there. I'm not saying that's the option or the solution to our right tackle position. I'm just saying that's where I, I, I st- kind of stand on that potentially. Thank you. Yeah, I just I was trying something a little bit new without the headphones, but I heard uh, no echo now. So if the, I started hearing comments, it at the end, but it should be gone now. People in the comments are saying it. The listeners, we got to fix it, and so we fixed it. But yeah, look, like at this point, like I guess you can wait until cut down day, which is in about a week. There's going to be potentially some good old linemen, but it's the the whole league has an issue with offensive alignment. Like the depth in the league with offensive alignment is just not there. It's not good enough. It's nowhere near good enough. So most teams are not going to release adequate offensive alignment. You're going to have to ship a day three pick with a player or just a day three pick. If you want to add depth to that offensive line and that could happen, this is kind of the week Lance and next week is more as well this week. And then into next week where you start seeing some of those trades, where you start potentially seeing the Russell Bodine trades the Bills have done in the past, where you ship off a guy, you get a day three pick, or vice versa, and a guy. So it could be that. But you got to you got to think we're only going to keep nine, um, probably offensive linemen here. If I'm I've got the uh, roster up here and I've got my fifty three highlighted here, and I can only get nine offensive linemen in here with the seven wide receivers that I want to keep and the defensive linemen I want to keep. So I think that basically you're looking at um, you're looking at Vandemark uh, instead of um, Questenberry, basically. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, the seven wide receivers is an interesting conversation. Let's talk about that. I didn't get, I didn't put that up as, a, as a banner, but we don't need to have a banner because we can well, do it's kind of. It's kind of like our, you know, roster predictions, right? And we were talking about oh, you know giving some 53-man stuff. We'll wait and I that think day. that's... Yeah, we'll get to that because I want to finish up on our Steelers talk, uh, Lance, with some positive. Because we need a little positive this week after people acted like the world was on fire. Were there any positives against the Steelers? Yeah, there are a lot of them. I mean, look, you have... Um, guys out there like Andy Isabella making impacts. You have um, guys out there on defense, um, Tim Settle playing really well in, mm-hmm. in the interior, getting reps with the ones um, and, and playing well next to Ed Oliver and, and you know, next to Leonard Floyd or uh, Greg Rousseau. So I think that, um, you know, I, I think there was a lot of good stuff out there as well. You mentioned Josh Allen played pretty well. Kyle Allen came back and played uh, decently from what we saw the first week. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to show out there. And and I didn't nitpick any special teamers or all that stuff. And honestly, I didn't watch much after the starters left because I really wanted to see what the starters were going to give us. Um, and it's preseason. It's not, um, you know, every rep uh, is not going to matter here. There's, there's going to be putting some things on tape. They're going to know what these guys can do on, on one-on-one matchups and things like that. And, if they're not winning them, they're they're not winning them, and you're gonna have to understand how to game plan that. Uh, just yeah. because he asked, 
specifically. I, oh, I think right now, I think I think uh, Vandemark's going to be your backup tackle at this point because you're going to have Bates in an emergency be your right tackle, but Vandemark's kind of the next tackle there. I mean, with the with the people I see here, I mean, I guess we ha- we can keep uh, Broker or Questenberry probably. Then you have you have Bates and Dave and David Edwards as your backup interiors and Vandemark and broker and broker. He's mostly going to play guard from what I understand, too. So I'm not even sure he's there. So you may have to then rely on Gurriage to come in. So if you take but now you're cutting Andy Isabella to to get that offensive lineman in there. So that's where they're going to be playing roster gymnastics. I think you keep three tight ends. I think you got you know, your two quarterbacks plus your third emergency this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all about, I, I guess I, whoever they keep, you know, Vandemark seems like he's ahead of the game now at the, on the outside, but I really think they got to bring someone in. And I don't know if that backup right tackles even on the roster yet. That's fair. Yeah, I would say so. I think there, there's a, still a chance they either bring in a veteran that's on the market, maybe a Jason Peters, maybe not. Or they do what I said a couple minutes ago with the, the day three pick, maybe attaching a player, probably not, but attaching a player and getting a veteran uh, borderline, maybe on a poorer team like the Cardinals. I know Kelvin Beecham they've talked about, or people on the line have talked about because the Cardinals are kind of shipping off some people potentially. Uh, Roy's right. Yeah, I thought Justin Short had a very nice afternoon. Dane Jackson again, right? Dane Jackson yeah. played well. Um, you know, and so – we definitely have uh, some good moments against the, against the Steelers. And um, I think that very good. we don't want to be overreacting like everyone's saying here. We don't want to be um, – I'm not going to say I'm concerned at all, and I don't think anyone should be concerned. Again, you can be disappointed in guys because you wanted them to take that step. You know, I think Spencer Brown fits that mold. Um, and for me, uh, even seeing Deion Dawkins getting beat the way he did a couple of times, it was tw- at least twice – um, where it was pretty bad, but again, it's one-on-ones. You're having no help from your backs or your tight ends to chip and get these guys in position where the guys can have success on the offensive line. So, you know, I think that it's, um, you know, the most disappointing thing. Yeah. We, we kind of just, we touched on it briefly. The penalties are absolutely killer. Um, They're brutal. but, but the positive for the positives, no, I, I really think that, um, the defense, outside of that that big run that they gave up played fairly well um together it's just we didn't we played base coverage we didn't you know we're not going to play that in a game so yeah they got beat on certain things because guess what the offense is drawing up a concept to go against uh you know whatever the defense is showing and i think they played a little bit of cover 6 and a little bit of cover 4 out there from what i was seeing and i think they you know, there's their plays designed to beat those coverages and, and the Steelers ran those plays and they executed and the Bills didn't. That's plain and simple. Yeah, I think Connor McGovern had a good day. Uh, PFF gave him a pass blocking grade of pull it up 82.5, which is in the green zone, which is a very good pass blocking grade. Jordan mm-hmm. Mims had a touchdown. He's probably your one of your practice. You're probably your practice squad potential running back. I know they brought in Ty Johnson, which is kind of interesting. Ty Johnson averaged about five and a half yards a carry last year before he got injured. Yep. He's I know some people are like he's not great. It's pretty good carry. I'm not uh, carry uh yards per carry stat line there. I'm not saying he's making the roster or anything. It's gonna be a tough uphill battle, but maybe it's an, a little insurance because Damian Harris is still day to day at this moment at this moment. Right. 
and he's meant to be a key uh, cog in this run game for the Bills. Uh, yeah, like Dane Jackson had a pretty nice day, shorter. I thought Kyle, Kyle Allen bounced back very well, and he's probably the front runner now for QB2. I said that the Bills were bringing another quarterback. I thought they would just because they have the Matt Barkley injury right now, and they haven't. I still think they could. I don't know. It might be not as serious as we think with Matt Barkley. He wasn't in practice today. He was off to the side. I still think they should bring in another quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Maybe they're waiting for Case Keenum to get cut in Houston. It's because right now they have Davis Mills and CJ Stroud. So you got that. You can always right. bring Case Keenum back if people want that. Some some other positives, I would say. I was looking. I think Trent Sherfield had a nice day. I thought Kincaid, when he was in there, he got open, made was very presentable to Josh Allen in the middle of the field, he used as a safety blanket. And I think there's two key plays that he was in that kind of shows where he could be to start this year for the Bills and what impact he could be because he was open. He was a big target. And I thought he was very key for Josh Allen in a couple of those possessions. I thought Gabe Davis looked good. And there's a couple of his reps made a couple sideline catches, made that deep yeah. sideline catch that got technically called back. So not on the stat line and PFF can't grade them. And all these great websites can't grade it off that because it didn't technically happen. I thought he looked good. Which is yeah, really he good. ran some routes that aren't just a typical yeah uh, routes. He did run short kind of intermediate ten yard ins and those kind of things that you know we've been hearing about from training camp and things where he's going to expand his repertoire and kind of get his route tree expanded and, and perfect those kind of routes because it's not all just the seven eight and nine routes that Gabe Davis can do. He's starting to you know get those four five and six routes in there that little bit intermediate now um he's not really necessarily going to be the quick threat but the one thing i saw immediately was they threw a damn quick slant to stefan Diggs. what a concept the guy cannot be covered on a yeah. quick slant throw 10 the yards, ball. 11 yards every time it's just it's easy man and we got to make these things uh easy this year there's no reason to go out there and have Josh Allen mm-hmm. having to think about it at all there's too much talent on this roster and too many guys in the receiving core to have mm-hmm. you know things be you know let's wait and let Allen hold the ball and see i just he's already prone to holding the ball enough we need to make this stuff easy yeah Lance you just alluded to the talent in this receiving core is the best Josh Allen's played with the tight end room DF Forever has mentioned this a couple of times. The Bills don't want to show the Knox. And Knox didn't play. He was he didn't play because he had a, a finger issue. But he's back at practice today, so nothing to be concerned about. But he didn't play in the preseason, so they didn't really see that. But they don't want to put that on film. I think that's an issue. Uh, not an issue. I think that's a, I think there's a little bit truth to that. But I do think the weapons that Josh Allen has in the passing game is great this year with Davis, with Diggs, with Knox, with Kincaid. Sherfield and Hardy, like you have a lot of different options that I don't think he's had and he didn't have last year. But I do like what they do with Gabe Davis in that second preseason game because I think if you can move Gabe Davis around, if you can add to his route tree that we have not seen so far, he becomes a more dynamic weapon and just makes his offense more dangerous. And I think that is something that the Bills should be looking for and I think we should look for too. Uh, but yeah, positives. Like there were some good defensive plays. I thought the defensive team. I thought like McDermott said in his press conference in the second half, the guys fought. I think in the second half they played much better. I think it was kind of a gut punch in that first half, and I think it took them a little while to get going, which was kind of unfortunate. So yeah, positives. I think Kyle Allen was a positive. I think that he was good. Justin Shorter 
And Lance, what do we do with these seven wide receivers? Do they keep seven? We're going to get to that towards the end of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I want to segue to, I think we've talked a ton about the Steelers game. We talked about 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, Ferbis coming in. You should, you know what should excite you guys? All the different offensive formations we ran. We were trying many different things on the offensive side. Yeah, we didn't see. We haven't seen a ton of those formations. I think we've seen a little bit more dynamic play calling, but not even to what we expect or what we've seen in practice. They did a couple screen passes. They did the slant passes. They opened up, I guess, Kincaid's route tree a little. We saw what we can use at a Kincaid or what Kincaid can be. We also saw Davis kind of open up and Diggs as well. Yeah, I think that was one of the things I took away from some of the training camp practices that we went to was that they were using different formations. They were having Reggie Gilliam run corner routes out of the backfield or out of a flex position. And it's just it's exciting. They have a lot of things at their disposal. And, you know, I don't know. Don't sleep on Reggie Gilliam making this roster and a guy like, you know, maybe they try to get Quentin Morris to the practice squad as a game day elevation type of situation if they need that extra tight end. But, you know, maybe. Reggie Gilliam has that capability to be our third tight end, you know, if we need that. John's asking, was it John who asked that? Has Isabella missed a catch yet? I I don't think so. I don't think he has a drop, but he hasn't been like a crazy factor in the offense. They like him and we like him and we're going to get to that towards the end of the show. But Lance, you know how, if you guys missed this last week, my th- I, if you first time watching the last couple of times, I don't know why. And I don't know how it came to my head. If you're on audio or if you're on visual and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, I started asking Lance every week. Wasn't here last week. Uh, Lance, I was away. But $3 million question. What would you do with $3 million or something? I, I completely forgot. Was it $3 million chicken wings was yep. the first we're, one? We're going to fill Highmark Stadium with $3 million chicken wings. What, and what was the one before coming that? Down. $3 million. Was, and then you said inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a chance to think on that. But yeah, the first thing that came so to mind is something a, I didn't want to say on the air. So. This is stupid. This is a stupid one. This is when I thought last week. It's not even that creative. It's not even that cool. But I kind of want to see what you answer. What would you do? And I'm going to ask you, what would you do with 3 million pieces of gum? 3 million pieces of gum. Wow. I told you it was stupid. But it's that's what's the name of the game. The 3 million question of the week. I bet you we could build a really badass fort with 3 million pieces of gum. Because it's it'll kind of, you know, if you... Whether you chew it or not, you can kind of melt it down, mold it. It'll be kind of like clay, you know, and, mm-hmm. and get that going. So I would build a badass fort with a three million pieces of gum. And everyone, next week, that means you got to tune into the Buffalo Blitz again to see my next three million question. <laughs> oh, you remember? Oh, was that the was that was that last week or was that the chicken uh, two week weeks one? ago? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Roy, Roy's good. He's he's remembering. Yep, oh, yeah, it was two weeks to... ago. We had the chicken wings where we we're gonna. Uh, we're gonna fill Highmark Stadium and and have a uh, he, and Roy wanted to have a little um, hot sauce wrestling match. So save clean water, block yeah, all the. Babe, I love it. Oh, you're helping the society. Lance did not think about that. John wants you to sell it. So yeah, oh. good. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think that I'd have trouble offloading three million pieces, but yeah. you know, I probably just use. Maybe a million for the uh, for the cool fort, and then a million oh, for the you know for the clean water, and then another million we could sell it. So your kid would like the, the the gum fort. I think your kid would have a blast with it until he takes a bite out of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he's three. He doesn't chew gum. Okay, until he chokes he's on it. He'll sw- yeah, he'll swallow he it. And there's no, no way that's. <laughs> oh, Matt's. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. 
Easily. I'm, I'm yep. reading the I'm reading the same comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys yeah, just notice, I love I love that opinion, but it you guys just is, man. you guys just notice we're not bringing the comment on the screen. But if you're in the comment section, if you're on Facebook, you can see it. If you're on YouTube, you can't. Right? Is that how it works? Yeah. If you're on YouTube, you can. If you're on Facebook, you can. I'm not bringing the comment up, but me. If you saw me and Lance pause and read for a second, yeah, <laughs> it's a paragraph. If you're on Facebook, you see it. If you're on YouTube. I'm sorry, we're not putting out right. We're not putting that. I'm not putting that comment on the screen. Yeah, we're passionate about sports, is what it comes down to, and we love to talk about it. And uh, but the Buffalo uh, the Buffalo true. platform gives us the yeah. ability to do that. And and you know what? Uh, I got to help the kids of Buffalo through this opportunity <laughs> yesterday. So um, you can be a critic all you want, but I was there with Kyrie and Stevie Johnson yeah. at Delaware North yesterday. Did you come down and donate school supplies for the kids of Buffalo? I didn't Why see you if you if you were there. So. Lance, you want to hear something? Did you know there's other things in Buffalo than the Bills? Absolutely. Also, did you know we got to wake up because the team might leave in a split second for a better deal, even though they just signed a new stadium deal that comes out in 2026, and that's like whatever the deal is, like 20, 30 years. They're building a more than a billion-dollar stadium, and I guess yeah. they're leaving in a split second. Oh, you can oh, yeah. see it on YouTube. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, DF forever, man. I can't bring that comment on the, on the screen, man. Yeah. Good times, guys. Good times. We, we love the, the, the three million pieces of bubble gum. Um, yeah. I, I called it a fort, more like a hut, because I yeah. think, we, you know, but it but it definitely could uh, could get something um, get something done there. So all good. Anyways, moving on. So what's what do you got for the next topic, brother? I have no idea. I'm just reading the comments right now. <laughs> I'm reading. Ooh, we all right, did. I'll bring it up there. Uh, uh, yeah. No, the answer to this question is absolutely okay. not. I think that we need to. Um, one of the things that somebody asked Sean McDermott about in one of his interviews was, you know, how do you think that this preseason action mm -hmm. can help your starters when it's going to be three weeks from the last preseason game until you play a meaningful game anyway? And, um, you know, I think it was good to play this week, but I just don't think um, that I really uh, – I don't think I need to see anybody else play. I, I honestly don't want to see a single starter play, but I realize they may have to play some guys, yeah. just, you know, some, some like, uh, you know, Spencer Brown type, you know, players where they're competing for a position. And, uh, yeah. So. Would, you, would you give Josh Allen a series? No, that's I don't want to see. Better, that's probably the because, biggest question. That's probably the biggest question. Yeah, I had a I had a knot in my stomach the whole time One when he was on the field, especially after those guys kept getting beat. Like his arm got hit again. In the I don't yeah, want his arm no, to get hit I in the preseason, bro. I like I don't want it. I don't think it's necessary. Um, and I think the reporter who asked that was spot on. And I forgive me, it's very difficult to determine which reporters asking which questions when you're yeah. listening to these press conferences, but. Um, when when McDermott was asked about you know the play in the starters and the, and the time between the last preseason game and the regular season and how that affects everyone, I just for me I don't think there's a need to um, to play the starters again this week. Uh, not at least not Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs or Trey White or the safeties. Um, you know let let Benford and Elam play a ton. Let them give you 
the looks you need. Let um, if Bernard can go, maybe Terrell Bernard can get in there, but let Dodson go for a bit. And and those guys that need to show you something on tape and and give you good looks, um, you're going to have those guys out there. But from from a standpoint of people having things locked up, you know, I would. I guess I wouldn't mind seeing Osiris Torrance play a series or two at left guard while McGovern sits if they want to do that. But I, but as far as most of the starters, I don't want any. I don't want anyone out there. I especially do not want Josh Allen out there. Well, Roy's right. Like if you play Allen, you play the whole offensive line or the starting offensive. Oh line. yeah, no, no doubt. Yep. There's no like if and or buts. I don't know. I would probably got to bring in the freaking so, national guard if Allen's out on the field basically to probably, I would probably <laughs> go against it i'm not against Allen getting a series i'm not it's not fun to watch but i don't know how much a series really does you know what i mean i don't, I don't know i would probably go against it and probably pick and choose some of the receivers like not Deidre davis but i want to see more of hardy Sherfield, shakir isabella shorter probably not james cook i wish damon harris if, if he's healthy he'll play uh, Latavius Murray, Darrington Evans, Ty Johnson, those type of guys. Maybe like you rotate some of the offensive linemen. Maybe you throw Spencer Brown at right tackle. Yeah. And it's not Josh Allen behind it. It's Kyle Allen or Matt Barkley. I wouldn't want to see, I don't need to see Hyde or Porter, but I want to see Rack. I want to see some of those guys that are going to be keys, but not the stars on the team. Like I don't need to see Trey White. I think Trey White's been good. Some of the guys we've not talked about at all preseason. Trey White, yeah. which means he's doing his I job. I wanted to highlight this question, too, and I'm just – since I had it up here for a minute, yeah. I wanted to uh, oh, get in where I can. No, you're all good. I wanted to let you finish, but I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, and I just want to reiterate it, is that I think that the right tackle would be yes. more yes. Uh, serious because we really need to protect Josh Allen this year. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things with scheme and things we can do. We can just play Taylor Rapp if we had to and play a one-linebacker set for most of our time. Now I get – you know, got people that are going to run the ball. We may need to go to a four-three, but um, you know, in that sense, then Dotson would fill in just fine, probably against the run. I agree. DF Forever's right. Take the gum, sell it for three million, put it yeah. back to the Bills, <laughs> and get it inside linebacker. I like it. That's go. what I'm DF Forever's still on the gum. Soundproof their bed, kids' bedroom, play the music as loud as they want. Do you have forever still in the gum? I'm, I think that was a good question then. People are still talking question. about a good question. Okay, so that means i got to come up with a good one for next week. Uh, Pressure's on though, brother. Well, you know what, Lance? You, we missed this. This is a little – John Robert was supporting uh, the – what was yeah. it? Yeah, thank uh, you, John. I appreciate uh, that. The back-to-school uh, supply back collection. Yep. Thank, I appreciate thank that. You. Was. Yeah, so he put it out on social media platforms. Great yeah. things with Steve Johnson, Kyrie, and obviously Bill and Buffalo, Lance T, uh, Sauce God. So Scott uh, helped a ton. He was doing a lot of interviews. Out, yeah. he'll, he'll release those interviews, I think, on social media and stuff like that. So we got a cool interview with Kyrie Elam. Um, yeah. You know, I, I did some stuff with Stevie Alive on our Instagram, I think, things like that. So, yeah, we got some cool content out there. But you know what was really cool? Seeing the kids come by, seeing the kids uh, next to C.B. Johnson and Kyrie Elam and making their days. That's what it was all about. It wasn't about me experiencing anything with anybody. It was all about giving back to the youth. And that's yeah. what I loved about it. And that was the whole thing. Uh, shout out to Poncho's Army and, and our guy, Be Cool Fool. You know, uh, he's cool. Anthony, he he came in with Poncho's mm -hmm. Army and gave a ton of book bags, uh, just a ton. They had a whole, um, you know, bellhop cart full uh, of book bags for the kids. So it's awesome. Awesome stuff that Stevie, Kyrie, Bill and Buffalo and everyone did. Uh, great stuff. Uh, DF Forever is still on the gum, so he might be a kid. Yeah. He's going to build a statue of Josh Allen with the gum. All right. Yeah, it would that's be awesome. pretty cool. Or that's, cool. High, that's, that's a way higher, better answer than I had, DF. I love it. 
So hire a pro painter. So he's going to sell the gum to get a pro painter. Am I, am I, am I reading that wrong? No, he's going to paint. He oh, to hire a pro painting? painter to paint the, the gum statue of Josh Allen. Serious okay. stuff here, man. What type of gum would you use though? What type of gum would you choose? If you had to choose, I think you have to have that double bubble, like bazooka stuff, right? Cause that's going to, you chew that up and double, that'll solidify you know, real well, right? Yellow double bubble with the little, the little wrapping. Well, see, yeah. there used to be this, you're a little uh, bit young for it, but there used to, sorry to predate myself here, but there used to be this like square or rectangular bazooka gum. Yeah. Um, I know exactly. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, yeah. so those, those things were hard as a rock. But yeah. you could definitely, uh, you could definitely uh, well, you use know, those. You may not even need to chew them because I think they would just. You might just need to spray some water on them, and they'd be. You know what I'm talking like about? Clay, the, so. the yellow, you know, the yellow double bubble. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's stuff that loses flavor after about like 30 seconds of chewing. They uh, threw them all out at the at the parade this year for Fourth uh, of July, I think. So I got like a thousand pieces upstairs in my kids' wagon. So. And so then you have to wait a couple years for your kids to start chewing gum. No, I just throwing it. Oh, I hubba, that's what I was. Yes. Have a bubble. Uh, uh, bad. Like, people love their gum, man. That was a, that was a good. One. I do. I just I just go to classic mint gum, like extra or something like that, minty fresh. Here's a. Uh, I want to. Antonio's just joined us as a, a the writer, and uh, and I and I really liked his art, his first article. Oh, so I got to um, You know, he thinks Garage should be the guy to get the opportunity to back up the right tackle. I think is what he's saying. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, we're not. We're not going there. We're not going there with the wall, brother. But yeah. uh, anyways, <laughs> so I think we're both steadfast that the starters don't need to play on Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still, especially, dumb. and especially if Josh Allen um, isn't playing, we don't need to see him. If Josh Allen steps foot on that field, then I need yeah. every starter playing. 100%. And I, you know, I want to put 14 guys out there if I can to make sure nobody's touching them. And I, I think it was good on the Steelers to give good hard reps, but not necessarily um, go too hard to where they did compromise uh, Josh Allen's health. And I, and I think that, you know, like I said, that was, that was the most important thing. And I would like to not see um, 17 on the field this week. Yeah. Antonio's right. We talked about this earlier. Left like Bates, And I've mentioned potentially Bates playing right tackle. I have no information on that. I was just going back when McDermott said a couple months ago that it could be a potential option if we needed it. But yeah, they love Bates in the left, the second backup left guard, the backup right guard, and the backup yeah. center position. They like that we're going to learn a lot about that backup right tackle too, between Guriage, Vandemark, yes. and and what. Please watch Vandemark because Guriage is getting some praise, but and Vandemark may uh, play more at left tackle than yeah, right. Vandemark um, so had a seventy-two overall PFF grade on Saturday, sixty-three run block grade, but an eighty-two point three pass block grade. Yeah. Against and so did McGovern. So the pass blocking wasn't actually that bad. Most of the high guys, like David Edwards, 81 pass block grade, Greg Mance, 77 pass block grade, like Buckner. No, uh, so Antonio is saying he puts in here RVD is uh terrible on the right side, and I'm like, what does Rob Van Dam have to do with any of this stuff? But that's just an old wrestling guy who's uh RVD. So those uh, thanks for taking me back with your acronyms there, Antonio. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate DF. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. If you like, if you like the show, come back next Tuesday. Like, drop a comment, all that stuff. We're not trying to be a comedy relief, but we try to have fun a little. I, yeah, that's we got to have fun. I think we do. We're serious for ninety eight percent of it, but the three million question is a little little humor when it gets well, a little sad. Because well, that's what it's all about, right? But let's let's end here because we're pushing our hour mark. And if you're on Facebook, YouTube, drop a like, drop a comment. 
If you're on the podcast version, uh, we appreciate it. Leave a review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate everyone. Cut down day. So by the time that we get on air next Tuesday, the Bills would have made their – right? The Bills would have made their 53-man yep. set in stone. Are – what? Are, sorry. Are, are, is there anything, like, one thing you want to mention about cutdowns? Like, there's obviously going to be a ton of guys gone. We're, the roster has to get – it's a one-day cutdown from the 90-so-man roster they're at now to the 53-man roster. It's, it's something yeah. that we haven't seen ever in the NFL. Anything like that stands out to you that you're like, you know what, this could surprise people, or anything that maybe that doesn't surprise you, and the Bills just do what kind of everyone expects. Well, I don't know what to expect, and I, I don't know who what everyone would, would expect. I mean, I think you're going to keep, um, you know, two quarterbacks because with the new rules this year, you get your third emergency quarterback on the sidelines anyway. So if you have the San Francisco situation where both your quarterbacks go down, then you have that third guy there that can come in and play. So that means Allen, Allen, and Barkley right now, if they don't do anything else, are, are going to be basically on the sideline during game days. Um, you have Cook, Harris, and Murray right now. In the, mm-hmm. in the running back room with Gilliam still as a running back fullback. And then for me, I just, I don't know. So the big part about this is going to be playing a little bit of roster gymnastics. They're going to pick the guys that they don't think can get to their practice squad to make the roster. And they're going to pr- try to get guys to their practice squad that they think can yeah. make it. And then they're going to use the yellow ele- because on game days you can elevate and then play some of these guys. So, and, and sit others. So I think they're going to, you're going to see, some some guys and you're going to see guys like Dorian Williams and uh you may see you know a defensive tackle like Jordan Phillips not make the initial 53 because you know he may not just fit they may need someone else um you know you may see Boogie Basham not make the 53 but come back on the practice squad potentially now I think someone would absolutely love yeah. uh Boogie's services if, if they were to cut him so they may keep Basham even though he's been outperformed by Shaq Lawson and maybe cut Shaq Lawson because Shaq Lawson signed really late so maybe they're thinking um that he would be able to come and uh and get that uh practice squad spot so yeah and John's right thank you for giving us exact time August 29th by 4 p.m is the cut down day so next down. Tuesday at four o'clock so before the show like we said four hours it's gonna be cut down and that means if you guys, when, when the cutdowns happen, when the Bills rosters finalize at four o'clock on Tuesday, that means four hours later, come watch the Buffalo Blitz and we'll break it all down for you. But yeah, like, do they take seven wide receivers? Who's the odd man out on the O line? We haven't talked about this in a couple of weeks, but the defensive end battle with Basham, like you said, Lawson, Empanenza, all that stuff. I think Empanenza. What's going to happen with Quentin Morris? I think Quentin Morris is a yeah, potential cut. He's a potential cut to go to the practice squad and be elevated if they want to use more of a three passing tight end set and not mm-hmm. use Gilliam as their third tight end. They may have him there, but I think it's easier to get a guy like Quentin Morris to the practice squad than maybe it would be for Andy Isabella to get to the practice squad. This is the kind of decision and the kind yeah. of gymnastics they need to make with the roster. I know the big thing people are talking about are – the seven wide receivers. Do they go the seven wide receiver route with shorter as the six and Isabella as the seven? I don't know. I don't want to give my prediction because I really don't know where they sit on. I know people love what Isabella's done. I'm not like losing my mind about Andy Isabella, right? I, I, the I, biggest I, thing I like about him is just if he could actually handle the kick and punt return responsibilities reliably, 
then that frees up Deontay Hardy for the offense. And that's really what I'm looking forward to because I think they can really make hay with Deontay Hardy on offense. But if he's just relegated to the role of special teams, I don't think they're going to be able to have as much usage with Hardy on offense. It's kind of that Isaiah McKenzie thing yeah. that we had where, you know, Steve Tasker said it, if you're on special teams, it's very difficult to be super effective on offense. And I would really like to see um, Deontay Hardy's focus be on offense because I think that he's really talented. He's shown great fluidity during the preseason here. And, uh, you know, he's getting some separation out there as a receiver too. So I, although he is the best option as a kick and punt returner, it's just, it would be nice if, if someone like Isabella could be on there to take that away from Hardy. So Hardy could be actually more on the offense and not have to worry about special teams duties. Yeah, there's a lot of things to talk about, and we'll break it all down for you guys next Tuesday. We appreciate everyone that was in the comments section. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, you guys, it was awesome. We had a fun show. Sorry, Lance. We were doing the same thing at the same time. But, yeah, we appreciate appreciate everyone. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, follow, drop a like, drop a comment, subscribe. If you're on Twitter, retweet, follow. We're almost at 20K on Twitter. Instagram, follow Bill and Buffalo Instagram account. And make sure you listen to the podcast version. If you do miss this episode, we'll come out tomorrow morning. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow both Lance and I on Twitter. Me at DBossi Peter, Lance at Lance Nelson BIB. Before we get out of here, Lance, who are we sponsored by? And tell everyone about it. Yeah, the Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app out there. Log on now. Use promo code. Blitz, when you sign up, you'll get a deposit match from $10 to $100, uh, depending on your first deposit amount. And right now, Best Ball Mania 4 is going on, the biggest fantasy football contest to ever happen, with $3 million to first place and $15 million in total prizes. So go out there. Let's say you deposit $25, you get a $25 match, get two entries into the Best Ball Mania 4, and get your chance at those prizes. Yeah, guys. Buffalo Blitz presented by Underdog Fantasy. Like Lance said, use code Blitz, 100% deposit match up to $100. But yeah, if you missed this episode, rewatch us on Facebook and YouTube or Twitter. If you're just clicking on, you're like, oh, I missed it. I thought it started at nine. Now it starts at eight Eastern, but you can always rewatch it. Just rewatch it. And if you prefer, you know what? I'm driving to work tomorrow. It comes up tomorrow morning. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. Just type in Bill Buffalo Podcast Network. Next week, big episode. Four hours after the official NFL cutdown day, everything will be broken down with Lance and I on the Buffalo Blitz. We'll see everyone next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills, baby.